Well, welcome to the boys of summer once again, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode number 68. I'm joined by my friends Eric Braun and Paul Arnold. And guys, it is all-star time. There's a lot to talk about around that. We've got uh, some incredible stuff happening with Shohei Otani. We're going to talk to that. But before we get to that, and as much as I hate to, we have to have another episode of baseball players behaving badly. We've already talked about what happened with Marcelo Zuna and a few other players this year. Well, now we've got one that trumps them all. Uh, as everybody has probably heard by now, Trevor Bauer has been accused of sexual assault by a woman in Los Angeles. And he was put on administrative leave by Major League Baseball. And Dave Roberts, his manager, came out yesterday and said that Bauer's eligible to come off on Friday. But he is not coming back to the Los Angeles Dodgers when he, that administrative leave is over. Uh, so my question to both of you is, they're in the middle of a huge pennant race with the San Francisco Giants and with the San Diego Padres. He is maybe not the ace, but if he's not the ace, he's 1B. Is this the right move for the Dodgers to do? Well, I think you have to. I mean, I'm sure, you know, uh, they would prefer to be able to, you know, have some sort of at least plausible deniability to say, you know, we're going to start and we're just going to let the uh, DA run its course. But you, you, you just, you know, as you know, especially in this day and age, um, um, it, you know, it's just, it's the right thing to, to not bring him back that the way it looks right now. It's, it's not a, it's not a good look for them or for anybody out there. I think this is the right move for now. I think by making this move now, it's great PR. I hate to boil this down to a PR situation because these are real people, real lives. Um, Bauer is not the first baseball guy to get in trouble, and he's not lacking any confidence, and he's not lacking any money. So there's so many angles. This is going to be a Dateline episode at some point. Um, I hope that the Dodgers will do take their time with this, and if – we see some sense of uh, humility from Bauer that may go a long way. I'm not counting on that. Uh, the Dodgers uh, uh, maybe are the deepest team in the National League, and maybe they can get by with this. Um, yeah, I think they got to look past just this season, too. What are they saying to their public? But, man, this is the stuff that you look at and you go, why? Why do we need this now? You know, why can't we just play baseball? Well, I guess, and again, I think it's, we've talked about this in the past with guys like Osuna or, or other situations. We have to remember that, yeah, they're baseball players, but they're humans, you know, and we're all human. We all, you know, and humans make a lot of mistakes and we get ourselves in situations and, you know, look, it's innocent until proven guilty in this country, right? So it could be that there is, that this is not what it is purported to be, but when you hear the details that are being leaked, and the problem is we're only hearing one side of the story. When you hear what's being leaked, it doesn't sound good at all. So, right. I mean, I, I guess we have to keep that in perspective that these guys are humans just like the rest of us. Can you think of yeah. any other stories like this in the past years that are equivalent? I mean, I hate to keep on digging up dirt here, but this seems like it's reached a new level in a way. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess when guys have, you know, beat their wives, I mean, it's, you know, this is, this was beating a girlfriend during rough sex. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, it's kind of equivalent, I, I guess. Oh, this one's a little bit more sordid because it's not just domestic violence. It's, you, you put the word sex in anything and people tend to lose their minds, right? And, you know, so I, I don't know that we've had anything, 
you know, the and I hate I hate to bring this up because the guy just retired, but the first thing that popped into my head because we haven't had a lot of sexual scandals in in pro sports, but I was thinking back to Marv Albert. Remember when Marv oh, Albert was oh. with the whole you know singing show tunes and wearing lingerie and, and biting some woman's back in a hotel room? But we I can't think of I can't think of another what about instance Rex like Ryan this. NFL when it came out that he liked his wife's toes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but that was. Yeah, yeah, that that's was just kind of that's just nope. well good for you. <laughs> Every, everybody needs their thing, you know. I mean, hey. Yeah, I mean, different strokes for different, but but to this level, I think you're. I can't think of anything, you know, with the exception of Marv Albert, and that's just. I hate to bring that up. The guy just retired, but but you know, I, I can't think of anything. I really can't. And I and I, you know, the Dodgers have taken this one step further too. Uh, there was a bobblehead night planned for Trevor Bauer. That's been canceled. Uh, they have taken all of his merchandise out of the team store. Uh, and I, from what I understand, that's also going to be online. You won't be able to buy his stuff online through the Major League Baseball store either. Um, so they this is kind of a scorched earth thing with the Dodgers. So you say innocent until proven guilty, but the Dodgers are really, um, I guess, erring a lot on the side of caution here. Yeah, they probably caught some heat right after it uh, you know, was starting to come to a head. They asked Dave Roberts at a press conference, you know, what, what their plan was. And, he, and this was like, I think, Friday or Thursday. And he said, yeah, he, you know, he's still going to start on Sunday. That's our plan. And um, we're just waiting to hear from the, uh, the commissioner's office. And so, you know, I'm sure they got a little heat and pushed back on that. Uh, so I think when... Um, when kind of push came to shove and of course he got, you know, they put him on administrative leave. Um, was it Friday or Saturday um, before he could do his start? Right. Um, but, but yeah, I think I, I suspect that they're sort of, you know, where you can't really do anything. It's a commissioner deal where it's not, you know, our hands are tied. I think they probably got some pushback on that and ended up, you know, deciding to go on the offensive, I guess. You know, it's a good, yeah, in, in go ahead, hockey, go ahead, there's a award for the best sportsman. You know, in the in the, the lady, season. the lady. Bing I know, trophy. lady Bing sounds horrible in a way, but if you gave award, let's say you call it the Dale Murphy Award for the MLB, who would be the best sportsman? And if let's do the opposite extreme from Trevor Bauer, who would be like if the best teammate, the best guy in Major League Baseball right now that everybody loves and would want on your team? Francisco Lindor. This is that's a guy that's smiling all the time. He's laughing. He's talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that plays the game with with absolute joy. He's the first guy that pops into my head. Yeah, Salvi, um, Salvador Perez um, is the same kind of guy. He's just everybody loves him. He's happy all the time, you know. And he's a great player. So, um, and yes, yeah, I know. I'm a I'm a homer, <laughs> but well, I, when I was, you know. I, I, yeah, I went away from the Homer one because the other guy I was thinking of was Raphael Devers. He's another guy that smiles all the time and so, is having a blast. But I stayed away from it. I didn't want to be a Homer, but that's all right, Eric. Hey, hey, well, uh, you know, uh, there's Miggy, too. I mean, he's always having fun. Even when he was like, I, you know, he's had years of terrible play for Detroit. But, you know, <laughs> you see everybody who goes down to first base is just cutting up with him. And he's, right, right. Yeah, he's, 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 he's still one of my favorite players. I love that guy. Yeah, I was well, thinking Molina has been around for a long time for St. Louis, and, and yeah. the Hispanic players really look up to him. Classy in many guy. Ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's one of Salvi's heroes. 
You know, that was a nice transition for you, Paul. That's a, a very hey, well done. Hey, I'm improving, done, yeah. man. Let's, let's I'm get learning us out from of the, the master. And, the, yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul has gotten us out of the gutter. So now we will go to, uh, you know, and we talked about this a little bit in the last show. And I feel at times that we're getting a little carried away with the comparisons with Shohei Otani and Babe Ruth. Shohei Otani's having a great year. There's no question. Babe Ruth, you know, when you when we you got to go a long way before you get to Babe Ruth in my eyes. Um, but having said that, uh, just today when we taped this on uh, July the seventh, Shohei Otani set the major league record for home runs by a Japanese-born player in a season. He hit his 32nd of the year. Uh, the previous record was Hideki Matsui, who hit 31 with the Yankees. Now think about this. Matsui hit 31 home runs that year in 159 games. Shohei Otani has just hit uh, his 32nd in like 80 games. I mean, Crazy. He's, I mean, he's on a pace. I mean, this guy is literally on a pace to hit 60 home runs. I don't think he's yeah. going to. But my question to both of you is this, and, and the reason I bring it up is when he hit that 32nd today, before he did it, he followed a pitch off both legs. Two, two straight pitches, he followed one off of each leg. He's hobbling around. I'm thinking, I turned to my wife and said, oh, my God, he's hurt. They're going to have to get him out of the game. The next pitch, he hit it 450 feet. <laughs> but my question is, is, are the Angels, and is baseball in general, running a risk by allowing this guy to play both positions because you double your chances of getting hurt. So I don't know if he can ever get to a Babe Ruth level because being able to that long doing what he does may be almost impossible. I mean, he looks like a superhero, you know, I mean like literally like a, some, like a, uh, what, what are those Jeff Mon, Monja or whatever comics? I mean, just the way he's built, I mean, his, even his proportions are, um, superhero. Like, so it's just, it's so hard to see, even though I know he's, you know, he, he what he had, uh, um, uh, surgery on his arm last year. Yeah, Tommy, that right? John. Was that Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just look at the way he's <laughs> played. You know, it's, it's hard to see him getting hurt. You know, um, doing what he's doing and the way he's playing. But yeah, I mean, if I had the hopes and dreams of my franchise and the you know the MLB um, selling you know back to selling uniforms. Um, Gosh, I think I'd want to protect him, but of course, part of part of the reason that he is so popular is because he does both sides. You know right. that he can. So I don't. I don't know what the right answer is. He wants to. He's playing for the Angels because they said they'd let him play both. So I think he let him play both. Yeah, Eric. You think about Japanese players. It's you stereotype them, right? And this guy's six foot four. Uh, 220 pounds, and his shoulders are broad. I mean, he looks like a Superman. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> and being left-handed, it always makes me weird out when I see a left-handed power hitter. It just doesn't quite look right. I know you're left-handed, Eric. I'm sorry. But yeah, thanks a lot. my son took the image of uh, Shahrani and reversed it to watch his swing as a, you know, as what would it look like as a righty. And he said he watched his torque of his body, how he goes into the ball with his torso and torques his torso before he brings the hands in to get the maximum power and man that's not easy to do and to do it consistently this is such an awesome story and think the japanese people have had a great year already uh is it matsuyama who won the masters i mean yeah i mean this is a great story for them and all the years that japanese have been preparing baseball players this was going to happen sooner or later and this is just a 
awesome story. I mean, I'm going to watch because he's playing. I think that's the number one reason I'm going to be watching the game. I mean, I just watched him play the Red Sox for three games, and it was painful. <laughs> yeah, enough. I mean, it was, yeah. It was, you know, I mean, and they were lucky. The the game that the Red Sox won, Otani came up with runners on first and third and uh, and two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. And I was, I said, the game's over. He's going to get a hit. And we're either going to extra innings or we're going to lose. And they got him. He hit a ball 110 miles an hour. And the only reason they got him out is because the Red Sox second baseman was playing in shallow right field and had enough time to get in front of the ball. Mm. You know? <laughs> but today, I mean, the last two days, yesterday he pitched. He went seven innings and, and, and killed him. And then today he you know hit that missile. So my question to you, let's say they decide. And remember, Babe Ruth only pitched and hit in the same season uh, for about a season and a half. Otherwise, oh, it was one or the other. Hmm. He was a pitcher for the Red Sox. Only started hitting, I think it was in 1919 or 1918. Where, and so he played part of 1918 and 19 both ways. Other than that, it was one or the other. He, when he went to the Yankees, he was just a hitter. He didn't pitch for the Yankees except but a handful of times. So if you uh, had to pick one, do you want him pitching or do you want him hitting? Yeah, I, man, I'd, I'd have him hitting. I mean, it's every day he's out there, and he just—I mean, he just mashes. I mean, what else do you want out of a hitter? And and he's fast, so um, not that he needs to steal since he's pounding the ball out of the yard. Yeah, but he can. Time, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and I think you make—I think you know—I I think I lean on the same side. Although his pitching numbers are really good, but you yeah. know, I mean, he's a two seventy career hitter. All right, but he's already, you know, I mean, in uh, think about this. He's only got 1,153 at-bats in Major League Baseball. That's less than two full seasons, or maybe about two full seasons. And in two full seasons, he's hit 79 home runs. So he's averaging almost 40 home runs a season if you combine that into just two years. Those, I mean, he's doing, uh, with the exception of the batting average, he's doing what Mike Trout does when you think about it that way. You so know, when, and when, you could... You cut. You could make the case that right now Shohei Otani is the best player in baseball, and Mike Trout is second. Ooh, ooh, sacrilege! Uh, uh, well, yeah, but 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 Mike Trout's not pitching. But when Trout yeah. comes back, can you imagine the pitcher's dilemma? I mean, they're going to protect each other, right? The numbers could even get better. Well, theoretically, can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine if the Angels actually had any pitching? <laughs> with that lineup, I mean, and, you know, I mean, they've got their first baseman, the kid Jared Walsh. He hit uh, two home runs today. He's got like twenty-two 20 season already. I mean, I mean, they've got Anthony Rendon. They've got guys that can mash up and down that lineup, but they can't pitch. They can't pitch. But you're right. I mean, it's going to be frightening. But you could make the case, and there are people right now that say Otani is the MVP of the American League. We're only halfway through the year, yet you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. who is chasing the Triple Crown and could get the Triple Crown. But people are saying because he plays both ways, he could still be the MVP. I don't know if I agree with that. I think if somebody hits for the Triple Crown, I'm going to have a hard time voting against him. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that he will. I mean, in order to do that, he's got to pass Otani. So we'll see. But But right now, I guess, you know, and I hate to do it because I, I, I don't like to buy into the hype, but you'd have to say that right now he's the best player in baseball, at least I think. So I the think. the last triple crown was Miggy, then Carl Skrimsky, and Mickey Mantle, right? Was there was there anybody? Is that the only other? There, was, there hasn't been another one since then? I don't think so. 
That's what I'm saying is it's so rare. It's, yeah, it's, really, get, it's very rare to get yeah. triple crown that for Guillermo Vlad Jr. to have a chance at it. Uh, I think I'm trying to think who was close to it before. I know I loved it when George Brett almost hit 400. That was a great season yeah. to watch. Yep. I yep. like it when it's really close right down to the end. And you would think Mike Trout might have a chance to do a triple crown one year. Um, yeah, the la- but, you're right. The last, triple, the last triple crown was 2012. And that was the year Cabrera hit 330 with 44 homers and 139 runs batted in. And it had been 45 years between triple crowns because Jastrzemski's was in 67. Right. You know, that's, you know here's, a, here's an interesting thing. There were back-to-back triple crown years, 66 and 67. Frank Robinson did it in 66. Oh, that's it. He hit 49 homers, 122 <laughs> runs batted in, and hit 316, and then Yaz did it the next year. Wow. So I'm there really hasn't surprised. been one in a while. Surprising Barry Bonds never did it. He was like tailor-made for a triple crown. He had to have come close, I would think. He had to have, yeah. You know, the problem with Bonds was is he probably, you know what he probably lost out on? He probably lost out on a lot of runs batted in because they yeah, won all the true. time. You know, that's I mean, that, yeah. that guy at the end of his career, I mean, I mean, I remember watching, what game was it? Was it Tony La Russa that walked him with the bases loaded? <laughs> wow. I think it was. I think it was. That's it right. was La Russa. He was coming up with the bases loaded, and they walked Barry Bonds to force in a run rather than face him with the bases loaded, which wow. is insane. You know, but you look at it, and here's the thing. Barry Bonds only led Major League Base in home runs twice. Really? Do you really? Yeah, all those home runs he hit. He only led the league twice in 1993 when he hit 46, and then, of course, in 2001 when he hit 73. Right. He only ever led the league in runs batted in once. Huh. Yeah, so, you know, so he, he never really came close, and he only led the league in batting average twice. Hmm. So... You know, he led the league in on base percentage a lot because he because right, he got, he got walked, walked every time he got out of the uh, he got out of his house. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, he never really he never came close. I mean, the only year he came well, I shouldn't say that he came close one year. The year he hit seventy three home runs in two thousand and one, uh, he had one hundred and thirty seven runs batted in, which ended up being second. And he hit three twenty eight that year, which I think was third mm-hmm. in the national. Wow. So that's the closest he ever came. Wow. So, but yeah. So if if to me, if Vlad Jr. hits for the triple crown, to me, yeah. I got to vote for him, no matter what Otani. Well, I agree, definitely. Yep. I'm with you. All right, let's get to the All Star Game, and we well, we might as well start with Shohei Otani because it's All Star Game history. The first guy to mm-hmm. ever be selected as both a pitcher and a hitter, and Joe Madden, the manager of the Angels, has given Kevin Cash the go ahead to use him for both. And he's going to participate in the home run derby, which, by I'm the way, which, which, by the way, can you imagine how far he's going to hit a ball in Colorado? I can't wait. <laughs> I, and I hate, I hate, I hate, you guys know I hate the home run derby. Mm-hmm. I might actually have to watch it. <laughs> I, I, I watch that more often than I watch the game itself. I, I live for the home run derby. I think it's a drinking game, isn't it? My son says it's a drinking game. You know, if certain people hit home runs, there you go. So. Yeah, if you drink every time Chris Berman says back, 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 back. Oh, <laughs> oh you'd be in trouble, that's, trouble, trouble. That's, 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 the, uh, that's the downside of the uh, yeah, listening to him. home run derby. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I agree. You know, there was a, they showed a home run today in the Red Sox game that John Carlos Stanton hit. 
in cores one year. It went 502 feet. <laughs> <laughs> 502 feet. And that was in a game. So can you imagine what they're going to hit when somebody's just throwing up meatballs? It's going to be so great. <laughs> well, and you've got you've got a guy participating, Sal Perez. Salve, and, yeah. You know, and it's funny that I mean, he's in the home run derby, but he's not he's not he's the, the guy you think of as a quintessential no. home run. Hitter. No, he's having Watch a really good home run. Yeah, yeah, right. He's having a great home run year for him, and he's he's been hitting for power really ever since he came back from Tommy John surgery. I mean, he hit for power before, but he's really been on a tear since. But yeah, uh I was surprised they picked him, um, uh, and I can't even remember the last time a Royal was in the home run derby at all. Yeah, I, I can't think of one. Bo Jackson? Um, did they have a home run derby when Bo Jackson was playing? I don't know. I, when did they start the home run derby? Well, they start, did, didn't they start the home run derby back when, uh, when McGuire and Sosa were doing their thing? Uh, I thought it was before that. Was it was it way before that? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's that's how much attention I pay to the home run derby. Yeah. I think the home run derby is the result of all the MLB, the show, video games. Because, man, my son and I used to love just – we forget the playing the whole game. Let's just play home run derby. When I was in college, we would watch the old home run derby, um, the old – uh, I remember the show TV from the show. 50s or 60s, the, white, yeah. the black and white one. Yeah, yeah that was fun. it was so great. Yeah. Hank yeah, Aaron I, would just get on there, and I mean, he was on for weeks and weeks and weeks because nobody could ever beat him. The first home run derby was in 1985. Oh. Okay, so yeah, so Bo would have been around. Thank you, Baseball Reference, by the yeah, way. Yes, yeah, they're they're, they're masters. Yeah, it was at the it was at the uh, the Metrodome, hmm. and uh, your American League participants were Jim Rice, Eddie Murray, Carlton Fisk. Tom Brunanski and Cal, Cal, Cal Ripken Jr. Not Kirby? No. And on the National League side, it was Dave Parker, the Cobra, uh, Dale Murphy, Mr. Nice Guy. Yes. Steve Garvey, otherwise known as Popeye, <laughs> uh, Ryan Sandberg, and Jack Clark. Jack Clark. Perhaps the biggest a hole ever to play Major League Baseball. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I'm just looking. Uh, George Brett. No, no. It wasn't George Brett in it one year. I thought he was. No, Bo Jackson was in it for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. In 1989. You know how many home runs he hit in the home run derby that year? Probably like three. One. Oh. Well, yeah, because while they did it differently back then, because when you look at these numbers, uh, the the, the uh, they did it by league. And uh, so, like the American League in 1985, hit 17 home runs with those five guys. The National League only hit 16. So I don't think there weren't as many rounds. Uh, they didn't yeah, get into the, they didn't get into the extra rounds until 1995. Do you think they then check got, their bats when they do the home run derby? See if they're cooked or not? Absolutely not. And you know the great thing is they get to pick their, the guy who pitches to them. They get to get to pick uh, yeah. Their own I, I knew that part. Have like their dad or something throw through him sometimes. That's always cool. <laughs> yeah, who was it? That, who wasn't it? Mike Trout's dad that threw to him. A lot of like guys have their dads. Yeah, which is that's kind of neat. But would that's you fun. rather have a really good pitcher that could just zing it in there at ninety miles an hour at the same place every time, so you get more, more, you know, you get the greater collision and you can hit it further, maybe? No. Yeah, but good luck. I don't <laughs> good, good luck getting somebody that can throw that hard that can put it in the same spot all the time. 
I think that I think that would be very 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 difficult. But well, and that's one of the things why you know when they say Stanton's ball went 502, and I'm saying, boy, what's going to happen? It may not because you're not going to have the velocity of the the pitch coming in that you would have in a game when it when it's on its way out. I mean, you're seeing batting practice fastballs, which are like 80 miles an hour, as opposed to the 90 plus you see in a game. So uh, another guy that got added today, and you'll like this one. Uh, a Texas guy, Joey Gallo, was added to the uh, home run yeah. and he can hit he can the ball a long way. So that, yeah, that, that he can do be, well. That might be interesting. And Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals also threw his hat in the ring today. So, all right. Uh, so let's get we. Uh, by now, everybody knows who got in, who didn't. Let's look at All Star snubs. Who could have gotten in, or who do you think should have gotten in, but didn't? Mm. Go, Paul. Well, I'm oh. going to start with the overall snub, and that's the city of Atlanta. How soon we forget oh. that they were yeah. supposed to get this all-star game. And to be honest, I, I thought, well, they got snubbed. And I went, wait a second, why did they get snubbed again? I've already forgotten why they got snubbed. And you guys maybe forgot they even got snubbed, too. It was the voting laws. It was the voting bad. laws. Yeah. yeah. And it, became, it, was, it yeah. became a political thing. Right. And it, became, and it was it was social media that did that. And if you live you know, in Atlanta, that stinks so bad. I went to um, the All-Star fan experience when it was in Atlanta, um, in the mid-90s, like 90, uh, when was it, late 90s. And we went to All-Star experience, and we went around the city, and it was so much fun. When it was in Baltimore, I did the same thing with my son. We walked around, had such a great time. I feel sorry for the city of Atlanta. I guess that's the big all-time snub for this year as far as All-Star so I went off the board, Gene. Yeah, that's fine. But you know what? And, uh, and it, it just kind of comes back to what Eric was talking about earlier with the Dodgers and Trevor Bauer, you know, where they got pushback, you know, about the way they were handling it. The same thing happened here with Major League Baseball. The only reason Rob Manfred did this is because the Twitter universe went absolutely ballistic. And there was such a cry from social media. They had to do something. I think he was backed into a corner here. Because, look, at the end of the day, I don't think this sport should be political. I don't think we should be playing political football with our national pastime. Whether you agree with what the legislature did in Atlanta or not, it wasn't the Atlanta Braves that did it. The Atlanta Braves didn't make the law, right? It was the, it was the legislature. Why should you punish that team and that team's fans by turning it into a political thing? But so, the players, I think, put the, the players, pressure right. Right after Twitter, I think that was some of the players said they weren't going to play it if it was in Georgia. And I so, think yeah. the, the Twitter plus the players uh, kiboshed it. And um, so don't say political football. Say political spitball if we're talking about baseball, okay? <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm mixing my You're mixing here. your metaphors. I, 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 I never I, I, do I, that, you know, never. No, I apologize for that. All right, yeah. I'll start out <laughs> with the uh, – I'll start out with a snub, a guy that I was shocked that didn't get picked. And that was Yuli Gurriel from the Houston Astros. I was really surprised that he didn't get in. Look, this is a guy that's hitting, he's hitting 322. Um, the only first, there's only a couple of first basemen, uh, Vlad Jr. and Matt Olson, that have a higher OPS than Yuri Gurriel. I was really surprised, and especially as well as the Houston Astros have been playing, that he didn't get in. So to me, that was like the first name that jumped out to me as to why he didn't get in. I, I, and I don't understand it. Yeah, he was my pick too. Um, it's it's you know of course here in Houston we're a little sensitive about uh, what 
um, what reasons someone might have for not picking a <laughs> an Astro. Um, nah, I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy is, is playing lights out. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not even that big of a Curiel fan, but I mean, the guy has had um, an incredible year, and he's I mean, he's had great years. In the past, he he wasn't terrific last year, but um, man, he's really bounced back this year. And I mean, heck, I guess part of the problem is half that team could be on the All Star game, right? I mean, they're just playing incredible up and down the lineup. Um, another guy that that I was kind of surprised that he didn't get in as a pitcher is Max Scherzer. Yeah, another guy having a really good year uh, for Washington. Uh, he's got. An ERA at just a touch over two. Right. You know, I mean, and, and in the National, I think his ERA in the National League is like third or fourth best, you know, mm-hmm. and to see him not get in was surprising. Now, news came down today as we're taping this that Jacob deGrom has said that he is not going to the All-Star game, despite the fact that he is leading the league in ERA, leading the league in strikeouts. Uh, he pitched today, and uh, he is, you know, Technically, he wouldn't pitch again before the All-Star game, but there's a chance he's going to pitch on short rest for the Mets on Sunday. I find that hard to believe with the injuries that he's been dealing with. Um, but he said he's just going to spend time with his family. He doesn't want to go. Um, huh. You know, and uh, now th- his defense will be like if he got a phone call from Rob Manfred, his defense will be, but I've been on the injured list twice this year, you know, with the, with the side issue and the shoulder issue. So, you know, there's that. So it's kind of hard, you know, to force these guys to show up. But obviously, there's probably going to be a lot of disappointed Met fans that he's not going to be in the game. Yeah, I was surprised Justin Turner didn't get in as well. He's another one that, to me, I just, I mean, he's batting almost 300. But he's had, you know, 13 home runs. I mean, the guy is, is he's he's had a great year, too. And Arenado's done a what done you know, very well, but their team is not great. You know, you know, the other thing that may hurt is, and, and this is, you know, I'm curious on your take on this, the rule where there has to be a representative from every team. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, I think, I think it, that's the way it should be. I, I mean, I'm a Royals fan. Some, most years we get one Blair, <laughs> right? So, um, but I do, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good because it's one, it keeps interest across the board. Um, but two, you know, this, it's this, a strength of the league thing too, right? You can't just duck your your bad teams. You know, you it's uh, you know it's league against league, not you know uh, team against team. Yeah, and Detroit got Gregory Soto in only basically because they wanted more of a pitcher than a hitter. Um, our rookie Badu uh, has been playing pretty good, to hitting two eighty, had a great start. He dropped off for a while and has come back a little bit. It would have been awesome to see a rookie and all the excitement just to go, but they didn't need another right-hander hitter. So um, Gregory Soto, who's a really erratic reliever. Um, the other thing I noticed about some of the pitchers is, like, Chapman and um, Cole got in, as, yeah. and I'm thinking, is this pre- or post-pitcher checks? Uh, is this, you know, were they picked because their records were good overall? I mean, if they looked at their last several games since the pitchers have been checked, would they still make it? Um, well, and are the I'll, pitchers going to be checked at the, after the All-Star game? No, they're not going to be checked in the All-Star game. That was one thing that was pointed out, that, that they are not doing they are not doing checks during the, uh, the but All-Star But after game. the All-Star game? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're going to continue. The they're absolutely, absolutely, they're going to continue that. You know, what's interesting is you brought up um, Arolis Chapman. He was unhittable the first, you know, part of this year, up until the last couple of weeks. His last five appearances, he's got an ERA of 22. Well, that's not great. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Well, I don't. Well, I, well, what, I don't could, what could it be related to? Yeah, yeah but with hmm. him, with him, I don't it's know. It's so much velocity. I, yeah. yeah, with him, he throws so hard. I'm not sure that's the issue. He just, um, his ball just, uh, you know, I don't know. He has a tendency at times. Chapman's always been this way. He goes through spurts where his ball just flattens out and he gets whacked. And that was before the whole sticky stuff, uh, you know, incidents. He was getting whacked before they started that. Um, Garrett Cole's a little bit more suspect to me because his his numbers since the uh, the checks has not been uh, very stellar. But what may have hurt with the with the one representative from each team, what may have hurt a guy like Justin Turner is Chris Bryant got in from the Chicago Cubs, oh. and he's a third baseman, and the Cubs stink. They, they, you know, yeah. and I think Chris Bryant might be the only Cub on the team. I'm trying to think. Was yeah. there another? Cub? I don't think there was another Cub that got on. So maybe you know he. It, you know that may be the issue is that sometimes it's a positional squeeze, and that's why guys don't yeah. get in. Oh, Kimbrough, the pitcher, I, got in. Oh yeah, Craig Kimbrough yeah, got in. So yes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. oh, so it's not that they can't. They can't. Yeah. They can't use that as a defense. So yeah. Yeah, I, would, no, I, I would. I would have to turn in my Royals card if I didn't mention Whit Merrifield. Um, <laughs> is I mean, it a Royals card? How much that. does that cost? A Royals card? It's 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 it's, it's getting less. <laughs> um, is it but, good for uh, a cup of coffee or a donut? It's good for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love but I love that guy. Whit, I, I mean, he, he hits consistently. He's um, always among the leaders, um, especially for second baseman. Uh, but he's leading the league in stolen bases, which. You know, not everybody cares about as much anymore unless you're a small ball fan. But, um, yeah, I mean, Witt is, is incredibly consistent. He's having a good year even by his standards, and he should he should be on the team every year as far as I'm concerned. Well, I'm what hurts, I think what hurts him is, he, I mean, he's only hitting like 275. 280. Yeah, yeah. 280, wow. but yeah. Yeah, but his, of course, his, you know, uh, on base is is high because he's, he's having also a great year for uh, – um, he, he's walking like crazy. So, um, seven eh, on field or on base is three thirty-three. So, yeah, and, and he's shabby. got he's he's got twenty-three stolen bases. So, I mean, it, yep. there's no question that that's you know another guy that got snubbed, Manny Machado from the yeah. Diego <laughs> Padres. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Eric, he's not, no love for Manny. <laughs> well, he's not well loved in Boston either. He I mean he essentially yeah. ended uh, Pedro or uh, I mean Dustin Pedroia's career. Uh, with a dirty slide. So, uh, you know, but, but he's having, you know, an outstanding year. Uh, he's, he's slugging almost 500. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, and, uh, so, and that, and he's doing that by the way, in Petco park, which is not a very, uh, uh, hitter friendly ballpark. So, you know, so he's another guy and, and you wonder sometimes if reputation, uh, could have hurt him a little bit. Another guy that got snubbed and he wants to let you know that he got snubbed. Kenley Jansen, of the Los Angeles Dodgers was meeting with reporters today and said that he's insulted uh, <laughs> that, that he considers being left off the all-star team an insult. Now in Kenley's defense, look, he's got 21 saves in 23 opportunities this year. He's got an ERA of 1.3. It's really kind of, it's, it's kind of hard when you look at that and say, well, he may have a point here. <laughs> yeah. 
it's you know it's uh with with the all-star game it you know it's always you know a, a little bit of a popularity contest at least for the people who get elected and not not pitchers necessarily but um i think that if you're in the all-star game a guy that hosts or is a member of a baseball podcast should know your name. And I have never heard of this guy before in my <laughs> life. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying his Q factor is really low. That's what I'm saying. Uh, whose well, Q factor is low? Yours or yeah. his? His. Oh, his Q factor is low. Well, uh, <laughs> wow. I don't even know where to go with yeah. that. <laughs> uh, he's pretty good. That's all I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah, his you numbers know? are I mean, very, very good. Yeah, and he, he does have a case. But another, you know, there's another closer that you could make a case for. Uh, a guy like, say, Edwin Diaz, a guy who closes for the New York Mets, a team that's sitting in first place right now. The Dodgers aren't even in first place. The San Francisco Giants are still there, so still, which is still considered a minor miracle. Uh, but Edwin Diaz is another guy that has he's got he's converted 17 of his 18 saves this year. I mean, you know, so there's, you know, there's plenty of guys out there, um, but you can't have 50 guys on a roster. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's right. always, there's always going to be snubs. Another guy, you know, now it's going to be interesting. I don't think they've named a replacement yet. Like Mike Trout was voted in by the fans, mm-hmm. but he's hurt. Now he's, he started swinging again and he's working out, but there's no way he's playing in the all-star game. So I don't know when they, any, do you guys know when do they announce the, uh, the replacements like today that, I know. Um, when DeGrom says that he's not going, you know, I mean, I have no idea when they're going to name that. So we could still see, you know, a couple of these guys that got snubbed get in there. Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, maybe Gurriel takes uh, takes Mike Trout's spot. You know, maybe somebody, you know, was, you know, maybe uh, Whit Merrifield could get the spot. There you go. You know, who knows? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So that's where we're at as far as the All-Star game goes. We know that you're going to be watching the Home Run Derby, Eric. Yes. I will not be watching it. So when we have the next podcast, you're going to have to fill me in on what happens. I'll let you know. Otani uh, will hit the ball far. I, you, know, I would, I, you know, that's With one of those analysis things, like that. I, you know, I just, I don't. <laughs> that's, what people, that's what people tune in for. <laughs> but for, for, your, for you to say that he's going to hit the ball far? <laughs> right. That's just a sort of enlightened... They need to hire Bob Euchre just to come in and be the guest announcer for that. That would be awesome. Oh, I would listen to that. You know, another guy that's in the All-Star Derby this year is Pete Alonzo. Oh, really? That's the big kid. And matter of fact, he he was in the final last year. Not last year, but they didn't have an All-Star game last year. In 2019, the last time they did this, Pete Alonzo was in the final against Vlad Guerrero Jr., and beat Vlad Guerrero Jr. 23-22. So he is technically the reigning, the reigning home run champion. Derby champion. Yeah, yeah he's got to come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's got to come back. And so the question is, is will it be Alonzo or will it be Shohei Otani? Mm. And what's the over-under, Eric, on home runs hit <laughs> by Salvador Perez? <laughs> let, me, let me give you, for instance, in the first round, in, first round in 2019, okay? Vlad Jr. hit 29 of them in the first round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Salvi won't be doing that. Yeah, yeah, Matt Chapman hit 13. Do you think he could do that? I think he could do 13. Yeah? Yeah. Does he go to the? Does he get to the second round? He's in Colorado, and he gets he gets some air under it. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. Um, 
I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to be a, a homer as usual and say second round. That's where he, that's where he taps out, but I'm going to say, yeah. Wow. Second All right. Round. Heard it. You heard it here. Yeah. First. All right. So as we get ready to wrap things up today, we've, we've already talked about, uh, the, some of the surprise teams of the teams right now sitting in first place. I'm made. Do how many of these teams sitting in first place right now still end up winning the division? Do the Boston Red Sox win the American League East going into tomorrow as of the 7th of July? They're sitting in first place by two and a half games over the Tampa Bay Rays. They've got an eight and a half game lead over Toronto and nine over the Yankees. Do the Red Sox pull it out? I'm going to stick with the Rays. I think that's who I picked in the preseason. I mean, I'm okay. going to say they're going to come back. Sorry. Sorry, Gene. That's all right. That's all right. Paul? Gene, I'm your buddy, man. I, I'm the guy that has your back. Boston all the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is anybody going to beat the Chicago White Sox? Cleveland has fallen off the face of the earth. They've lost nine in a row. The bigger question may be, Paul Arnold, huh? can huh? Cleveland stay ahead of the Detroit Tigers? Right now, Cleveland is, is three and a half games ahead of the Tigers. Can the Detroit Tigers catch the Cleveland Indians? Yes, definitely. I'll be Homer. You know, A.J. Hinch has got that team believing. He's dismissed or gotten rid of players that are just hanging on. He's trying to get a clubhouse feel, and he's just telling the players, you know, we're trying to get the right thing going the right direction. The question is, Pitching, as always, they've been really careful with their star pitcher, Casey Mize, uh, limiting his innings. And he's already said they're going to keep on doing that the rest of the year. This is his first full year. And the rest of the guys basically suck. So I don't think they're going to catch Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) That's my analysis, you know. You started with a yes and talked yourself out of it. (laughs) (laughs) So much for being a homer. Eric said the uh, ball's right. going to go far. I said the pitching sucks. So that tells you our color commentary ability. <laughs> as I continue to, now, as I get to pit my two uh, uh, two friends against each other, uh, oh, will no. the Kansas City Royals catch the Detroit Tigers, Eric Braun? Right now, the Tigers are. Does anybody really care about this besides us? The Royals. That's, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. You know what? It's our it's our time. Oh, it's, it's our, our time. time. It's our time. Do the Royals stay ahead of do the can the Royals catch the Tigers? So uh, what year was it? It might have been 2016 or 2014. I can't remember. It's our time was the Royals uh uh like their tagline for the season. Yeah. Oh. It was I think it was it's our time. I think it was 2013 when they ended up losing uh uh 100 games or something ridiculous like that. So, so it was so not the their clock, time. The clock stopped. I'm just saying that's a bad uh uh, bad lead in, huh? Should be a bad sign. A bad sign for uh, how this is good. I think if the Royals end up uh, getting some help out of Omaha um, with like if Bobby Witt Jr. comes up, yep. I think they can make a make another run up up the standings. Uh, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw one. I'll throw one Paul's way here and uh, say the Tigers are going to uh, land firmly in. Uh, uh, second place behind the, the White Sox. Who are I'll tell you what, if the Tigers finish in second place in that division, you might have to name A.J. Hinch as the manager of the year in the America. That's League. the truth, yeah. I'm telling you that right now. And a lot of people think that Alex Cora might be the guy in the leader in the clubhouse up to what the Red Sox did last year. But if the Detroit Tigers finish second in that division, 
I think A.J. Hinch gets my vote. Well, one last thing. Eric reminded me of slogans. When the Tigers we had the worst record in baseball in the about 2005, 2007, their yeah. slogan was not like we're going to win. It was, who's your Tiger? Like, forget about the season. <laughs> I remember that. Who's your Tiger? Who's your favorite player? Forget if they're going to win or not. So. So, so the team stinks. Just pick out a guy yeah. you like. And Just who's your Tiger? Hey, all right. Brandon Inge is uh, my Tiger, you know. That's a, well, uh, Mike Moroff is my towel. Tiger. Way to throw what? in a towel before it starts. When when was that? I think I was there then because it was just a running joke because I was managing the the website for all those newspapers in Michigan and it was just like all on our Tigers message board. <laughs> it was just filled with "Who's your Tiger? Who's your?" And it was just it was just joke after joke after joke. Yeah, it was. That's those funny. slogans always go not great. All right. The AL West, can the Houston Astros stay ahead of the Oakland Athletics? Do they still win the division? They've got a four-and-a-half game lead right now. Yeah, they're going to win that division. The bloom has come off the rose for the Athletics. I, I don't see anybody catching the Astros. If anybody's going to catch the Astros, well, I won't say this. I'd just say the Mariners you know, keep getting streaky and hot. I think um, it's going to be more of a battle for second than a, a battle for first. Yeah, I, I think still he- think. Yeah, I still, think the, okay. I still think the Angels can catch him. Ooh, you think the hot hitters well, are going to carry the way, Mike, huh? Mike, Didn't you say Mike earlier Trout's, the pitching was no good? Yeah, but Mike Trout's coming back. They, hey, look, they can win games 10 to 9. <laughs> I, I, will, I will never, ever uh, bet on the Angels to not screw up. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is that. All right. Yeah, let's get now. We got a few that are going to be a little bit more difficult. Here we go. Uh, NL East. Put a, you could put, throw a blanket on this entire division. The Mets lead by four and a half over Philly, five over Atlanta, five over Washington, and nine over Miami. Let's say Miami's out of it. Let's just we'll just throw that out there. Who wins that division? Man, I still think the Braves could make a run at it. Um, they've underachieved the whole first half of the season. I think they've got a chance to turn it around. It's hard to have a lot of faith in the Mets. Um, <laughs> the Phillies, I feel like have overperformed from what I, where I thought they'd be. Um, so yeah, I, boy, I'm, I'm going to go with the Braves, but I have no confidence in that selection. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Mets. I think this is the year. It's not to say, Hey Mets, but it's, uh, say, Hey, why not Mets? You know, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the NL central is such a weird division this year. The it Cubs is. look like they were going to run away and hide, but the cl- the Cubs have now lost 11 in a row. They went from nine games over 500 to two games under, and they're now eight and a half back. Milwaukee leads it a five and a half game lead over Cincinnati, eight over St. Louis, but now Milwaukee has lost three in a row. So this might be who sucks the least going down the stretch. I mean, who wins this division? Is Milwaukee going to hang on? Or do you believe in Cincinnati? Oof. Sounds like um, another slogan. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I still think, you know, I picked the Cardinals at the start of the year. Um, uh, I think if they get healthy, they could still make a run. Eight games is a lot at the all-star break. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, right now I think you have to pick the Brewers. I think they're, um, I mean, they've got a lot of talent, even if it's, uh, if they're not a ton of marquee names. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still not, I still haven't completely given up on the Cardinals yet. 
Yeah, Milwaukee's going to make it. I know Gene loves their way of rotating the pitchers in and out, but um, oh. the only question I have is Yelich. Is he going to stay healthy enough to finish out the year? Yeah. yeah, well, that's been his problem the last couple of seasons is, right. is being able to keep him on the field. But I think you're right. I think if he stays healthy. And the other thing, the other wild card for this Milwaukee team, they have Jackie Bradley Jr. And Jackie Bradley Jr. right now is hitting like a buck seventy, But he did that for the Red Sox um, a couple of years ago. And ended up finishing the season hitting like 260 because for the second half of the year, he hit over 300. If he gets on one of those streaks, they're going to be awful difficult to catch, I think. Uh, all right, the last one. We keep waiting for the San Francisco Giants to fall out of first place. They haven't done it. They're still 21 games over 500. They have a half a game lead over the Dodgers, three and a half over the Padres, and the other two teams don't matter. Where does this one wind up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a mystery to me. Um, I, I, I think the Dodgers are going to end up running away with it. Um, well, maybe not running away. Well, I think it'll end up being tied between they, the Dodgers and Padres. How about if they don't have Trevor Bauer? <laughs> well, that does change the math a little bit. Um, <laughs> just, just ask. Yeah, me. that's a good point. Um, yeah, they're they're. Uh, he's paid like their ace. Um, yeah, even if. I don't know if he had a character contract or character clause in his contract or not. I don't know how that works with those contracts, but, uh, I yeah. Um, ugh. I want the Padres to win. So I'm just going to say Padres because, um, you know, they're going to come up, get past everybody and, and take the win there. Uh-huh. I'm going to go stay with the giants in Buster. I believe there's my next slogan. Uh, Buster Posney's going to have a career year and then walk off in the sunset, win a, another World Series, and he'll just say, "I'm done. Goodbye." I don't really. You think he'll retire? Wow! No, that, there's a bold. That's a hot take. Right that's there. a hot wow. take. I even feel bad after I said it. Wow. No, I like <laughs> San Francisco. I think they're going to hang in there. I think Dodgers. It's hard to repeat. It's just so hard. Baseball has so many things that can go wrong. Um, I like a hot team, uh, and I think San Francisco just seems like they got the chemistry this year. You know what's funny? You say it's hard to repeat, and I'm looking at the Dodger record. They're 20 games over 500. There are probably 25 other teams in Major League Baseball that would sign up for that right now, and you're saying <laughs> it's hard to repeat. And I mean, you know, and the thing is, is you look at that, even if they don't get in, all three of these teams, that both wild cards, all three of those teams are probably going to the playoffs. Both wild cards and the division leader are probably mm-hmm. – you know, coming out of there. Both wild cards are probably going to come out of the West, I would think. Yeah. So, all right, guys, the next time we talk, the All-Star game will be behind us. The Trevor Bauer thing will hopefully be behind us one way or the other. And uh, then we can start talking about the trade deadline because when we come back in two weeks, we'll be a week before the trade deadline and we'll take a closer look at who our buyers and our sellers are going to be. For Eric Braun, Paul Arnold, I'm Gene Gums. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Boys of Summer.